Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. Nice and cool, finally outdoors. Weather-wise, it's always cool in northern Nevada, but weather-wise, has finally cooled off. I think it was about the hottest uh, summer I can remember in the 19 years I've lived in northern Nevada. However, from my understanding, we did not hit 100 degrees, but we were on the edge for a whole long time. Now that it's cooling off, the prices have cooled off just a little bit as far as the home prices in northern Nevada. The median home prices, that is. But there's always action in real estate because real estate happens not only during the school year, not only in the summer, but when life changes. Today we're going to be talking about some of the big life changes that we have to contend with, many of us, and how it impacts real estate. Today our conversation is going to be focusing on the world of divorce. How does that impact real estate? Well, you have a pretty good idea, I'm sure, but we're going to talk to the experts today in the studio. Dan Ryder is with us. Dan is with Nevada Home Connections. He's joining us along with Lisa Fleck, and Lisa is a producing branch manager at OnCue Financial. She has a special guest that she will introduce us to after this message. Age International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. The best thing you can do for your business, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune in to our show today. Before we get into our talk of real estate and real estate for investors, want to remind everybody that the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming back to Northern Nevada in 2020, February 21 and 22, in the beautiful heart of Lyon County. Yes, Yarrington, Nevada. It's a great little town and a great place to enjoy learning about the fascinating world of beekeeping. We're going to be talking a little bit about beekeeping later on the show, but if you want to get there right now and get your registration going, go to the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. With me in the studio, Dan Ryder. Dan is the branch manager and the owner of Nevada Home Connections. Welcome to our show, Dan. Thank you. Good morning, Peter. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. You're looking good. I bet you've been playing a lot of golf no. this year. Well, how is <laughs> yeah, it? How, been actually, thank how, you. How is it that you look Thanks tan- for asking, Peter. Well, you look tanned, <laughs> well, rested, yeah. and ready. Oh, I feel like I, I should have been playing a lot of golf, but I did not, actually. That's great. I'm glad you're here today. We're going to talk about, yes, the beekeeping world, but we're going to be talking about something really serious in our world, the real estate world, how, it impact, how real estate is impacted when divorce happens in our families. i got to confess, Dan, I've been through a divorce. And uh, yes, real estate was a big factor in how that divorce was handled. And I have family that has been involved in divorce, and again, real estate, and in many cases, it has been tragic, and I think a lot of the reasons, perhaps, is because nobody plans for this. Nobody Correct. talks about it. Well, today we're going to be talking about it. I have a good friend in the studio joining us today. Lisa Fleck is with us. Welcome to the show, Lisa. No, oh, thanks for having me, Peter. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here as well. You and I met a number of years ago in the mortgage world. Yep. You're still in the mortgage world. Tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah. Uh, so I am producing branch manager at OnQ Financial here in town mm-hmm. and uh, have been in the business for 19 years now. I can't believe that. That's the longest I've ever been doing something in my life. But it's like, super exciting because it's always changing. It's always different. I'm always learning. I'm always growing and being able to help people. Each situation is different. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it that makes it so that I can use the skills and the knowledge that I have and help people out. When I was in the mortgage world, I thought it was all about numbers, financing, math, taxes. Yeah. But the reality is that the mortgage world is really more about people, isn't it? Yeah, really about people. Each, each person's situation is going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. And so having the ability to figure out what's going to be best and create the strategy that's going to work best for them is really the ultimate goal. In our world, in the advertising, the radio world, we have to be really creative to be successful. <laughs> you have to be different to be successful right. along with that. And then, of course, you've got to be good at what you do. Sure. And I think of those three things, one of the toughest things to do is to be creative because 
You either are or you aren't, right? You're kind <laughs> right. of born that way. Right. In the mortgage world, you have to be creative much more so than I think that the general populace thinks about. I think so. I think that the, there's a lot of rules. You're going to have, they're called guidelines, and everyone has to follow the same guidelines. But how you integrate those guidelines, how you integrate tax knowledge, how you integrate um, financial knowledge to help the client achieve what their ultimate goal is, is really where that creativity piece comes in. Oh, yes. Yeah. So again, it's all about you want to help somebody and provide them with the best information and guidance that you right. can. When I was in the mortgage world, uh, I had the opportunity to work with Lisa and see how she handled uh, different situations. And I saw her as a very creative, hardworking individual. And she was really a great resource for me. Lisa, I want to thank you for oh. the things that you helped well, me thank on. You. Uh, and that's the reason that you're here today, because you have something new to talk about. Well, maybe it's not new to talk about, but you <laughs> want to talk about something that most people don't talk about. Right. And that's the world of divorce. Introduce us to your special guest today. Well, I'm very pleased to be able to introduce Jody Bruns. She is the owner and executive director of the Divorce Lending Association. And I, uh, about a year ago, um, wanted to uh, explore different opportunities of being able to help people through different transitions in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I found Jody and her organization, took her classes. Um, she provides a designation of a certified divorce lending professional, which it requires me to take an additional 30 plus hours of education, continuing education. What she teaches is the incorporation of uh, underwriting guidelines, those rules with lending, mm -hmm. un understanding tax code and the implications specific that divorce has on tax code understanding financial planning and how that specifically applies to um, divorces as well. And then also incorporating that working with attorneys and, and helping them become, you, basically we become a member of their divorce team. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of are the ringleader, so to speak, of mm -hmm. the crazy circus that can be a divorce. Mm -hmm. And so I've just, I, she's just an amazing mentor, an amazing educator, and I'm so excited that she's here. So Jody, you came to Reno, Nevada to talk about certified divorce lending practices. Is there a particular reason you chose Reno? Could it be because it is Reno, the divorce capital of the world? No, I was looking for a really nice place to bring everybody from all across the nation in and just kind of landed on Reno. How about that? Isn't it, <laughs> it funny how great. that works out, Lisa? Yeah, it worked out great. Uh, the percentage of people that go through a divorce. I mean, I, last I heard it was close to 50% of the people that get married on any given day will probably go through divorce. Is that still about right? Close to that. Um, it changes obviously often, but the latest uh, divorce statistics that came out from the Census Bureau is 3.2 per 1,000 population end up in a divorce. Oh. And on top of that, 70% of all divorces in the United States involve real estate. Yeah. And 47% of those divorces with real estate mm -hmm. either sell or refinance the marital home. Well, maybe that's the answer. Don't buy real estate, you won't get a divorce. <laughs> maybe. Hey, I'm just trying to help here. <laughs> that's funny. That is really amazing. You know, we don't learn about divorce uh, until you're hit in the face with it in mm -hmm. most cases. I mean, when I went through this, it was pretty much like that. There's no training. There's no, you know, people talk about a prenup. You hear about that. But what about a pre set up divorce or something. I mean, it just isn't there. Why did you feel the need to talk about this to people in advance when these things come up? Well, unfortunately, years ago, I myself went through a divorce. Mm -hmm. I was in the mortgage industry mm -hmm. and my divorce involved real estate. Yeah. And it was through my divorce where I really recognized the errors that are made. And it's not necessarily errors that are from a total lack of knowledge, but more so from the disconnect from all the pieces of that divorce puzzle. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, divorce attorneys, they don't sell real estate. Tax attorneys don't do mortgages. Yet all four pieces of this divorce puzzle, you have family law, tax law, real estate, and mortgage financing, we're so connected and we overlap into each other's pieces. Right. But the problem is the disconnect. Yes. And that's where all these problems happen. And when you can educate the different people involved in these different sectors, you can really advise them as to why you need a divorce lending professional on your divorce team or why you need, you know, a real estate agent who's been trained and specializes in divorce also to make the, you know, the outcome, if you can, much more pleasant 
for the divorcing couple, or at least set them up for success. We're not harming them more in the future. Our guest is Jody Bruns. Jody is with the Divorce Lending Association. Also with us in the studio, Dan Ryder. Dan is with Nevada Home Connections. And rounding out the team today in our studio, Lisa Fleck from OnQ Financial. And Lisa, yeah. when we talk about divorce, there's a reason that we talk about divorce in our world. It's like when I was a lender, I recall having issues when people came to me with a bankruptcy that had been happened mm -hmm. recently. They said, oh yeah, I owned a home, but that's all right. It was all cleaned out in the bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. You have nothing to worry about, they told me. I'm ready <laughs> to get a mortgage. Well, that's right. not the case. Same thing happens in the divorce world. I'm sure people come yeah. in and say, things are done. That was settled. This was transferred and I should be good to go. Is that how these things get uh, exposed to yeah. begin with? One of, the, one of the things that really kind of prompted me to get more education and to try to build up this um, awareness in our area to help people is the fact that I will sit down with someone post-divorce with their divorce decree and <clears throat> in regards to income, the way that it was set up to be handled um, works fine from a monthly income standpoint for the divorcing couple, but it doesn't necessarily meet the guidelines and rules from a lending perspective that I can use that income to achieve what it is that they want to do. Mm -hmm. And that was probably one of the biggest factors is that it's it's called qualifying income and... You have traditional income. Thank Not you. all income is considered qualified income right. mm -hmm. in a divorce. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So the terms, I'm, the terms sometimes escape me. But uh, thank you very much for being here. <laughs> um, and so it was that kind of that kind of brought to my attention that there was this huge need mm -hmm. that m my my input needed to be during the settlement process. Mm -hmm. That my my taking the time to go through what everyone wanted to have as the end mm -hmm. result to make sure that I could put them in the position to make sure that that happened. And it oftentimes is simply in the, you know, communicating with that divorce attorney and saying, hey. What if we did the what if we did the income to the couple this way? It still is a net to them in regards to what they're outputting. It still mm -hmm. is balanced from them. But if you set it up this way, then I can actually use this income to help them go ahead and move forward. And so it's that communication piece that was I was really looking for. If you own real estate and you want more real estate, you need to talk to a real estate professional. If you're going through a divorce, going to go through a divorce and you have real estate. You need to talk to a real estate professional, somebody like Lisa Fleck. Lisa, you have so much knowledge for us and more to talk to us about when it comes to the divorce uh, world, right, that we right. have to deal with. And also the Divorce Lending Association with Jody Bruns. We're going to talk also about why there's all this talk about it. Listen, if it was just a POG collection, it would be no big deal. But it's real estate. Values are going up. We're going to talk about the value increases and where they're standing today with Dan Ryder too when we come back after this message. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. It's finally happening. Company is on the way. And before I get my company in the house, I'm bound and determined to clean those carpets. I've tried everything I can in my own library of chemicals and liquids. It doesn't work. I know. I create more problems than I solve. This time, I'm calling Jack Whiteley, the owner of CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. These people are commercial and residential experts when it comes to carpet upholstery, and most importantly, tile and grout. He's going to do a great job, I know it, and I'm already going to be celebrating because my in-laws are coming to town. I want them to see that I'm a good guy. CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. Visit cjscarpetcare.com and tell them Peter sent you. In the studio today, I have three outstanding guests. Jody Bruns is with us, and Jody is with the Divorce Lending Association, visiting us from 
Atlanta. Lisa <laughs> is with us too. Lisa, it is so good to see you. I always enjoy visiting with you. You're one of the friendliest mortgage lenders I know. <laughs> well, thank you, Peter. Good things happening. Also, Dan Ryder is with us. Dan is the owner of Nevada Home Connections, and Dan is my beekeeping mentor, ladies and gentlemen. Dan, I want to thank you again for helping me get into the wonderful world of beekeeping. You're welcome. It's a very expensive world, by the way. I want you to know that. I've spent a lot of money, thanks to you, on my beekeeping. Well, in time. I, time <laughs> yeah, is well, time wow. is so valuable, and well, you know it's livestock. So yeah, they, you, they, when they need attention, is not necessarily the most convenient. Yes, I have time. made less. Uh, well, I've had less traffic stops. I've had less problems, less visits to the places I shouldn't go to because I'm a beekeeper, and so it is keeping me in good company. Good. Well, thank you for that. You are my key contact when it comes to talking about the new prices, the new median home prices in northern Nevada. I visit your website, relocatingtoreno.com and see some great video there, but also let's talk about these numbers. The most recent stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors came in just about a week ago, so we're looking back for a month prior. Dan, Ooh, talk, to us about, talk to us about what's happening now. In the well, the, you know, the median uh, price edged down a little bit from July, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, it actually, uh, just this week I went back, back to 2014, actually, and, you know, I think we all un know and understand that there is a seasonal price drop. Sure. Uh, and while I averaged those numbers out, the, the worst year, we took a 9% drop. The best was 3 But in short, if, if you take the time between the peak, which is typically July or August, and the bottom, which is typically November or December, our market drops seasonally 5.75%. So yeah. you, you can expect that. If history repeats itself again this year, our, our peak was 405. Take 5.75 off of that, and that's the likelihood of where the bottom's going to be. Yeah, and me personally, I don't even think it's going to go down that far because the market is just so positive. There's so much interest in well, the market. Well, you know what? Dan. I think what happens this time of year is you deal with a lot of houses that they were a little too optimistic during the peak selling months. Mm -hmm. uh, they were for sale in July and <laughs> August, and now the weather's changing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they've, in a sense, many of them have stigmatized their own house. Yeah. So by the time October, November hits, that's when you, as a buyer, you can often go out and buy homes kind of below value mm -hmm. uh, because the buyers that are coming to the market at that point are, are mm -hmm. looking at that and saying, gosh, it's been on the market, you know, 140 days. What's wrong with it? Yeah. Maybe and, it was overpriced uh, for one thing. And, you know, a lot of people are so optimistic about selling during the summer months. Um, they don't stop to think that there are buyers. What, what's plan B? There are, buy, there are <laughs> yeah, buyers exactly. out there yeah. that are looking for value. And really, yeah. if you compare summer buying to buying in the fall or winter, the value buying happens in the fall and winter. Yeah, and you know, I, I've always said if, they, if somebody's got a Christmas tree in the living room and a for sale sign in the yard, they're probably <laughs> not testing the market, you know? <laughs> so, though, yeah, those, that's the time of year when the serious players meet up. You know it. $399,000 was the median home price in Reno Sparks in August. The last numbers we got from the Association of Realtors, like Dan says, that's an increase of 8% from one year prior. From last year. And that's correct. really, I think, the best way to look at it is just where are things going? And they're going you in really that optimistic look at that direction. On an annual basis. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we've become so seasonal as a market. I think a lot of that is we're dealing with people that want to move rather mm -hmm. than have to move. Yeah. And so for that reason, the business, uh, the majority of it has been kind of compressed into a four or five month period. I'm sure it's similar for you with the yeah. exception of refis. Yeah. yeah. Condominiums uh, are in a different category. The median home price for the same time frame in Reno Sparks was not 399000 no, $209,500. Lisa Fleck, as a mortgage lender, is it still tougher to do financing on a condo in general than on a stick-built house? I would say no. Um, they have, so if you're purchasing a, a condominium as a primary residence or as a second home, one of the biggest hurdles that you've always had to, that you to give condominiums such a bad rap is what's called an occupancy ratio. Mm -hmm. And so you used to have to prove that 51% of the units were owner-occupied. But the guidelines say if you're buying as a primary residence or as a second home, that occupancy factor goes away. It's not required. Oh, so you can purchase a condo with you know 3% down as a primary residence and not have to worry. Don't generally have a problem. It's you know As long as there's no litigation going on or some other yeah. funky little thing happening, mm -hmm. um, the occupancy ratio is usually the biggest issue. And so we were able to clear that. And additionally, 
Fannie Mae just recently changed their guidelines, um, and now if you're purchasing as an investment property, as long as you're putting down 25%, then you also don't have to worry about the occupancy ratio anymore. Oh, that's good. That, that's so, a big improvement. It's a big improvement. A few years prior. Yeah. And I love condos. Because, you know, I've got a great marketing idea for a condominium complex. Okay. Avoid injuries, have more energy, <laughs> save time, uh -huh. keep money in your pocket, live uh -huh. in a condo. All the money I spent on yard work, tree trimming, watering. I mean, living in a condo can, can ultimately save you money. Right. You know somebody that can help me out <laughs> with that? place out of the market. You know, I might need it. I'd also need Let's a divorce attorney, though, for, because yeah, that's yeah, all, exactly. it's all kind of tied we in from the, right the house back to the condo. <laughs> Condos uh, offer affordability that many people can't get in today's home prices of 399000 more or less, unless you're moving a little bit to the east. I love Fernley, Nevada. Fernley is growing. Fernley has its challenges like any community, but it's a great opportunity, I think, especially for first-time homebuyers. The median home price in Fernley, same time, same, same time period, same basic type of house, $265,000 mm -hmm. as opposed to, let's face it, $400,000. That's, could that be right? Could that be almost double? Almost double? Fernley uh, is, is just more of a, a, a modest community, so yeah. to speak. They, they have certainly have great neighborhoods, nice neighborhoods, but yeah. they don't have Montreal or Arrow Creek, or uh, which really drives our median price up, having those high-end yeah, amenities, uh, right? Close by. Yeah. yeah. But wow, really, when you think about how close Fernley is to those same areas, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. When I lived in Phoenix, it took me that long to go from home to work, and I lived yeah. down the street. <laughs> right. So a lot of advantage to living in the smaller communities as well. The long and the short of it is that people still love real estate. People still see value mm -hmm. in owning real estate. And we're talking about real estate today, and when it comes time to have a major life change, like a divorce in your life, What's the first thing people are probably going to be talk, talking about besides their kids, their family? Right. It's the house, right? The house. The, the real estate, the vacation property. And sometimes, well, it seems like it's too late when you're already going through a divorce. When would the ideal time to be talking about this to a couple? Let's say a couple is getting married. Is that something you talk about early in life or do, do we wait until later when they need it? I, You know, I, I don't generally clients and they're they're buying a house together and getting married i'm not talking about their exit strategy that's probably not the right energy to be putting out there at that point in time yeah but um i think that um, <laughs> that's it's probably not really the most encouraging and, and supportive type of approach that but i could we, give them but but that being said to your point when i have people who are buying property and we're not putting people on title i do mention the fact that nevada is a community property state and that they need to understand how they take vesting and what they're doing with the loan could potentially have an impact down the road. But when we're talking about couples who are um, in the process of considering divorce, um, I, I believe that that conversation is the most beneficial, perhaps after you first met with your attorney, mm -hmm. um, to then come in and say, you know, you've, you've communicated to the attorney, this is what I want to have happen, this is what I want to see, and then I'm they, the attorney refers them over to me so I can sit down and kind of say this is what the end goal is, let's see if we can actually make that work. Mm -hmm. And let's take a look at what your income is. And I can do a um, hypothetical um, evaluation of what their situation is. We can check and see what the credit is. I think that's vitally important because oftentimes it's surprising to me how many people go, well, I didn't know that I had that debt. Well, you do, it's on your credit report. And, and so they're very unaware of that. So coming in after you've met with that attorney the first time, pulling a Trimer's credit report, getting a full picture of your financial situation, seeing if we can make what your ultimate goals are a reality for you based on what you think is gonna happen through the negotiation and the settlement phase of your divorce process. Um, and then just having us as a, um, as a sounding board and as a resource as things morph and change, because it doesn't, as you well know, Peter, and as I know too, it took me over a year to get divorced. It's not something that you go in and you get approved and you get to prove your divorce and it happens the next day. It's a very long emotional process and a lot of things that need to be taken care of. So having that relationship and, and being a sounding board, I think is vitally important. And I think that needs to take place after that first meeting with the attorney. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that Jody Bruns is in town today. Absolutely. Jody's on our show. Jody, tell us a little bit about the event that's happening this week, and then we'll talk more about some of the specifics of why people need to have this kind of education. 
Yeah, so I'm super excited. This is our first annual nationwide conference for all the certified divorce lending professionals out there. And we're it's a two-day event we're hosting at the Peppermill uh, Casino and Resort. Mm-hmm. We've got real estate professional there, mental health, financial mitigation. We've got attorneys, everything. So it's a very... What's my word? <laughs> I have jet lag. It's, it's, very, well, it's, it's very in-depth. It's very, yeah, yeah, it's a very comprehensive seminar that's going to touch on all aspects of the the divorce mm-hmm. when real estate and mortgage financing are present. So yes, I'm and super I'm, excited about it. I'm encouraging people to attend uh, even if things are going well because it's not so much many times the two people involved in the divorce that are the most impacted. It's really the family, right, the people around you. And if you really care, like I know we all care for our families, I mean, you need to have strategies for different scenarios that may come down the road. I've got storm panels on my house in case it snows. Maybe I need something in case a divorce comes my way. Interesting conversation today with our three in-studio guests. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear, party animal, line one. My owner's mad because he spilled guacamole. He's going to be madder when he finds out it was me. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick. And he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I chihuahua. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Most millionaires in America, they make their money in real estate. In one way, shape, or form, they got started in real estate. Many people got started by reading one of my favorite books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Read that book in the late 90s. Recommend it to you today. It's available on Amazon. Check it out. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Today we're talking about the divorce lending, well, not the divorce lending world, but the divorce world because close to half of the people in America that get married, well, they're going to be interacting with some kind of a divorce situation. So today, Jody Bruns is with us. Jody is with the Divorce Lending Association, and she's talking about certified divorce lending professionals like Lisa Fleck. Lisa Fleck is with us. Lisa is with OnQ Financial. Dan Ryder is with us so that we can round out the team, and Dan is with Nevada Home Connections. Dan, tell us about Nevada Home Connections. What do you guys specialize in? A boutique firm, residential and property management. 15 licensees right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're about the right size. That's a good size. Uh, yeah. Primarily comprised of seasoned people, 10 years plus. In yeah. fact, all of our, our partners and, and team leaders have our brokers. Yeah. You know, have our brokers licensed, basically. Uh-huh. So um, it's worked out really well. And it's you a have place for people who want to go sell real estate. The complexities of real estate, you only learn those really, for the most part, by time in the box. Well, yeah, I think so. Certainly, you know, you can get a lot of education, but experience is probably the most valuable tool. And knowledge of the local area in real estate is another key factor and important to let our listeners know. Dan, how long have you lived in northern Nevada? Actually, Marino native. Thank you for asking, Peter. <laughs> and uh, I've been in real estate for 28 years. Holy cats. Wow. And we're talking about the world of divorce today. It's a personal question. I'm happy to answer it for myself. I have been through a divorce. How about you, Dan? I have. Uh, Jody Bruns is with us. Jody, you've been through a divorce? I have, unfortunately. Lisa Fleck, how about you? Yep, unfortunately. 100% of the uh, I got a 22-year-old man in the studio today. He's never been married over there, but I feel <laughs> we're obligated not, We're probably ask, not encouraging him very much, are we? Ian, <laughs> come on, what are you, ever been divorced? <laughs> Your parents, there you go. So you've 100% you. of the people in the room, see? So it's not just when you get a divorce, it's the people around you. I want to share a real-life story with you guys. We haven't talked about this before the show, but it's a tragedy of a story, and it involves divorce. You see, everybody seems to know everything now. They're experts because they have an iPhone and they have the Internet. And so this couple, I did a mortgage for them early in my career, so it's probably about 12 or 13 years ago. Well, I read recently that, God bless her, Mary, I'll call her. That's not her real name, but Mary died just recently. She had a instantaneous brain hemorrhage and she was gone like that. Well, I hadn't kept up with them much because they were off doing their things and life was successful in both of their careers. 
What I didn't realize is that early, uh, shortly after they got the mortgage from me, they wanted to adopt some children. And for some reason, they were given the advice that since one of them, the husband, had a big mortgage debt, not a mortgage debt, I apologize, big debt, outstanding, mm -hmm. and it was going to have an issue with the adoption process, they decided to get legally divorced so that they could adopt two children. And so the lady, she adopted, Mary adopted two young babies. And everything was great. Then, lo and behold, she got pregnant. They have a third child now. But she's not married to Joe. Let's call him Joe. And so life is going on great, right? Everything is good. And then one day, out of nowhere, Mary loses her life. Brain hemorrhage. Just instantaneous. So guess what Joe got? Nothing. Nothing. He's totally divorced. The kids, they're going to go to court now because of probate. Mary never got a, Mary never got a trust. She did not have any kind of arrangement set up in advance, and the world is spinning for poor Joe. I talked to him right. the other day. And this is a couple that loved each other, but because they knew everything about the divorce world, how it impacted their life. Lisa, had they made better plans? I mean, could you imagine how much easier it would be now instead of all the turmoil they're going to go through, right. probably for at least a year or two right. to get this resolved? Wow. Uh, because there's other family involved, there's other details, and the 16-year-old will be... 18 by the time this is all settled and there's issues there and wow. so forth and so forth. What I'm getting at is this. Most people, I think, they don't feel like they need to talk to a professional. Mm -hmm. They don't feel like they need to talk to an attorney or a realtor. Heck, they know it all. Mm -hmm. And then they make that one bad move mm -hmm. and life is a mess from there on for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Remember any of that in your divorces? <laughs> yeah. No, nothing like I that. I do. I remember thinking that the money was much more important than it really was when I look back. Mm -hmm. And that's another aspect that I think many people forget about is that you really are dealing with people here. Right. And we're dealing with family here. So there has to be a gentleness. In the case of Joe, my buddy, he didn't care at all about himself. He wasn't thinking about himself. I felt like saying to him, somebody's got to take care of you. Right. But he was always thinking, oh, I'm going to take care of my kids. Oh, I'm going to take care. Oh, I'll get that divorce. Oh, I don't need nothing. And then suddenly he's got nothing. Right. Helping people take care yeah. of themselves. Yeah, I think it's uh, vitally important. I think that's one of the, the one of the important pieces that I uh, picked up on is that it, it not only you have to have the knowledge of all of this, but you also have to have the empathy, and you have to be you. you one of the things that we do also is um, that Jody is coaching that I'm actually doing is um, taking a mediator class mm -hmm. um, because you because those skills not only are applicable to helping these people go through this process, which is you know, just it's such a life altering process. Um, but it's also something I can use in my regular business as well. But it's it's that connectedness um, mm -hmm. and to have someone who not only has the knowledge to be able to answer their questions, but to also um, have that quietness, maybe mm -hmm. that that sense of that there's someone that they can that they that they feel that they can trust is giving them, a, you know, unfiltered and, and, you know, good information, and then they can have at least the knowledge. I always always try to focus on, um, with my clients, to educate and empower. I, I feel like sometimes people feel obligated to always talk to an attorney about every little problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's face it, attorneys get they bill by the hour. Mm -hmm. um, what process do you think would be the best if somebody's thinking about going through a divorce, they have a mortgage, uh, they have a house, whatever the case is, is it better to Find an attorney first, or talk to their lender first. I would, I would talk. To, I don't know. My feeling is talk to an attorney first, wouldn't you? So many people now they try to mitigate or lessen their attorney fees. Mm -hmm. So if they have a home and they know that the house is one of their largest marital assets, they may try to figure out, well, can we keep this or should we sell it? And then they try to handle some of those items before seeking legal advice. Mm -hmm. So you'd be surprised how many divorcing clients will actually approach you as a real yeah, estate agent exactly. first, yeah. you know, and and then Just secondly, the value basically, right. and then you know come and contact the mortgage professional. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem becomes, you know, if you aren't trained in some of the legal aspects of how the divorce is going to affect real estate, mm -hmm. they might be getting inappropriate advice. Mm -hmm. Or if they come to a standard mortgage lender who hasn't been trained like Lisa has in the mm -hmm. aspects of divorce, they can get all kinds of wrong information. Mm -hmm. So 
I my advice is if they're going through a divorce and they want to talk to you know real estate or a lending professional prior to an attorney mm -hmm. to seek one out who has had the significant training, mm -hmm. you know, in that. Uh, area, whether real estate or mortgage mm -hmm. financing. And then when they come to us, though, as a CDLP, we do not give legal advice. We do not give tax advice. You know, if if they're going to ask us a very pointed question and ask us what we advise them, our advice is to seek an attorney, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, but we can sit there and we can still go over, you know, the the aspects with them about, you know, if the wife wants to retain the marital home in order to not move the children or mm -hmm. uproot, you know, the rest of the family, mm -hmm. we can show them what their options are, mm -hmm. you know, and the key aspect when Lisa was talking earlier and why the attorneys and the divorcing clients need to involve the CDLP during the process, during the settlement, is we can fix a lot of the verbiage that's in the divorce settlement agreement that will meet the underwriting guidelines. Yeah. But we can't fix it once it's done, uh -huh. you know, and we approach it as a financial neutral. So we're working with both sides of the divorce. Right. You know, we we don't favor one over the other. You know, we're trying to make sure that both spouses are whole once the divorce is final. Before I became a mortgage lender, and that was in the early 2000s, I knew nothing about the mortgage lending world. Right. But I knew a lot of people in the legal world. I was people in my family who are attorneys. And I've interacted with attorneys through the broadcast world. And I had never met an attorney that knew anything about mortgage. And that's, I think, is one of the issues that, that most people who contact them, they think the attorney knows everything. And attorneys, I don't think, know much about the mortgage world. I've done lo loans for mortgage for attorneys. And let me tell you, their expectations were totally off of what the real world was. So I think it's important you talk to your lender or a lender first. If there's a mortgage involved, find out how that mortgage works in different scenarios. What happens if I get a divorce? What happens if, right? You've got to ask those questions from the sources that know how it's definitely going to impact you. Um, I always said the same thing. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a <laughs> CPA, but I encourage you to get one so that you can verify some of the things that we've talked about. But there are things that only a really a great mortgage lender is going to know. The certified divorce lending professionals that you're talking to, a lot of them, are there more and more people getting into this world? Jody, tell us. So we started our training program back in 2014. So within the last five years, we have um, a little over 700 mortgage professionals now nationwide who have gone through this program and who are helping divorce in clients every day. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a... Unfortunately, it's a big underserved niche, mm -hmm. you know, but it's one that if you've gone through a divorce, you understand the importance of it, oh, yeah. you know, or if you've even worked with clients who have gone through a divorce, you understand the, the, that huge disconnect that's there. And it's not only divorcing clients. I mean, we have clients all the time that come to us, they're not married and they're buying a house together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With, you know, future promise of marriage or whatever. That's one way to avoid a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, the same thing happens, though. You know, we still have to have those upfront conversations with them as, you know, who's putting the money into sure. the house? Is it marital? Is it separate? Is it community? You know, and kind of coach them, if you will, on what happens if you break up. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you don't have to be married to still find these issues when real estate's involved in mortgage financing. Uh, you know, you're talking with people here at your trip to Reno, Nevada, that are already certified divorce lending professionals, correct? Um, well, we have Lisa. I believe Lisa's our only current CDLP in the Reno area. Mm -hmm. There's 67 CDLPs flying in from mm -hmm. about 47 different states. Well, that's exciting that more and more people are recognizing that there's a need. And really, when you want to help people, what a great way to help people. Mm -hmm. It's devastating to go through a a divorce and then find that you had the wrong value in the wrong areas that you can't really take care of the people the way you wanted to take care of them just because you made a few little mistakes along the way yep. and one of those mistakes maybe is no planning we'll continue our conversation on nevada real estate radio after this you're listening to pet talk radio bear country dog line two Hey, bear. Dirt, too. It's all over the carpet. What do I do? The best carpet cleaning company in town. Residential, commercial, tile, grout, carpet, upholstery cleaning. Call 829-1551. 
I'm calling CJ's now. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Peanut the Piddler, line one. Oh, I get so excited every time that darn doorbell rings. I piddle on the carpet. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick. And he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I love Pet Talk Radio. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. And I'm not talking about real estate. I'm taking care of my honeybees. Yes, the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming again to beautiful Yarrington, Nevada. It's on February 21st and 22nd. If you love beekeeping or you're thinking you might love beekeeping, you couldn't pick a better time to join us. Great people, lots of fun food, great way to learn how to make other products with honey, with the honey wax, with pollen, all sorts of fun stuff. You'll be amazed. Great people at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Register online, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Dan Ryder is with us. Dan is the broker at Nevada Home Connections. Dan, you're a beekeeper too. Thank you for, for being here today. How are your bees doing? Good. I have two very healthy hives in my backyard this year. Very nice. And uh, it's, the honey is just a bonus, isn't it? If you can get honey, great. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not eating honey right now, ironically, but yes. Uh, it makes a nice gift for sure. Yeah, it absolutely does. I, you're thinking, you were telling me you're thinking about the beekeeping world or your husband is? My husband is. Yes. Yes, so he will be attending. He's going to be attending the yes, Nevada State yes. Beekeepers Conference. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, he's getting started next spring. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's a whole lot of fun and, and always great to have a mentor. And I encourage you to talk to me, but mostly Dan, my mentor. Awesome. Yeah, any questions? Dan, I just put you on the spotlight there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a busy time of year. What are you doing with your bees right now? Uh, we are just essentially monitoring them. They got a slow start because we had a, sw- a uh, swarm takeoff on us, and then I found a swarm. And so we're probably going to get honey just out of one hive, but we're watching the supers fill up on one of them. And I think the other ones are just going to make it around the winter. But surprisingly, they all seem really healthy, and I'm just very excited about the fact that we're going to make it around the winter this year. And I won't have to buy any new bees. Hopefully. Yeah. Also with us in the studio today, Jody Brown. Jody? You're going to go back to Atlanta with a hive full of bees. Okay. <laughs> At least send me with some honey. <laughs> I'll get you some honey. No, you'll like it. Don't uh, carry it on. Yeah. <laughs> sticky clothes when you get well, home. Well, they frown yeah. on that. Yeah, they'll <laughs> confiscate your honey. So the divorce lending world, as I said, it, it touched me personally as in I had a divorce. And then I told you the story about my friend, Mary and Joe, that went through a divorce for uh, a whole different reason, but it's still created a lot of real estate problems. What was it about you? I know you've been through a divorce, but give us just a little bit of the real estate aspect and why it was critical for you to understand it. Um, Well, primarily because I was going to retain the marital home Mm -hmm. and I had five young children Mm -hmm. and I did not want to uproot them. Mm -hmm. And I basically was surprised. I knew I knew a lot and I was happy I knew what I did. Mm But more importantly, I recognize what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so from that point forward, I just started researching family law as it tied into real estate. And mm-hmm. I dug in and I really researched the tax law as it pertained to divorce and real estate. And mm-hmm. then obviously the mortgage financing side and then also the real estate side and just tied it together. And then I started pulling out all of these you know, files that I had worked on previously. And I started recognizing some of the same disconnect in all of these uh, files from these other divorcing clients. And so I knew all of these mistakes were being made Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to, I wanted to fix it, you know, and my way of fixing it was to package this information and start training other mortgage professionals around the world. I bet as you uh, conduct your training and you train more mortgage professionals, either directly or indirectly, a lot of attorneys are learning a lot about Mm -hmm. this. This aspect. Yeah, one of the things we do is we hold and we host um, a lot of continuing legal education classes for the attorneys as well. Mm-hmm. I know Lisa has taught a couple here in the Reno area on our behalf in the last 
six months or so. Yeah. But it is, it's a big eye opener for them. You mm-hmm. know, they don't know a lot of this is going on and that's a little, you know, shock and awe basically when they're writing up the divorce settlement agreement and they realize that it's certain verbiage that's in the in the divorce settlement agreement that can totally uproot mortgage financing. You know, it's really funny the uh I, I'm in an organization where there's an attorney involved, and I know in Nevada you can't have a, like a specialist a specialty that any attorney does. It just can't be designated. Mm-hmm. But this attorney, when he introduces himself, he talks about all the different things he does from personal injury to lit- business litigation, slips and falls, and divorce. He throws that in there also. It, there's, it's just such a wide range that attorneys would have to deal with. I would think they struggle to have that specialty, that knowledge that you provide. It is. Um, I'm still amazed when they come into our classes and we, we don't teach them how to do mortgages. That's not our goal, right? We're trying to open their eyes as to the valuable input that we have and how we can help settle these cases faster mm-hmm. without future litigation, mm-hmm. you know, once it's finalized. So they are surprised a lot when they come into these classes and they're like, I had no idea about that. Do you train other people besides the attorneys and the mortgage lenders to become certified divorce lending professionals. Any other areas? So obviously the majority of our members are mortgage professionals. We do have um, some really good classes that we offer for the real estate professionals. Mm -hmm. We have continuing education classes for the financial planners as well. And we haven't delved into the consumer side of it yet Mm -hmm. because we focus more on educating the divorce partners because they have such a hand in the actual final settlement. Mm -hmm. So that's our focus. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa Fleck on Q Financial. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking with people about mortgages and there's possibility of a divorce there, is there going to be a big difference with the loan type that they have in most cases? about, you know, that they hold the real estate in, if it, if it is, a, let's say, a VA loan versus an FHA loan, are there substantial differences there, or is it just pretty much the fact that you owe money to a bank? I, I think that, yeah, to your point, yes, the, the loan type that they currently have in existence can be impact what their options and choices are. Mm-hmm. Specific VA situation, if the uh, departing spouse is a veteran yeah. and holds the um, the, the certificate of eligibility and is a giving the house or having the retaining spouse is going to refinance him off the debt, you can't then use that VA loan because, of course, the departing <coughs> spouse is the person who has that eligibility. So, so that VA, comes into play, yeah. yeah. So that VA mortgage is for the veteran, not Correct. for the divorcing Correct. spouse if she's not a veteran. If they choose, mm-hmm. again, it's, it's going to be specific to each situation because if they choose not to have him removed from the debt, then she can go ahead and, and they can we can work with that. Um, it depends on what you put the client into. It's going to depend on a number of things, just like it would any time you're qualifying for any mortgage. It would be credit scores, what the goals are, um, what you qualify for, what your debt-to-income ratio is. So it's going to be impactful in that way. Earlier, uh, before we started the show, we were having a, those conversations we were talking about going into the radio program. And you were telling me a little story about a client, and you don't have to give me the exact names, mm-hmm. but your client or your client's they owned rental property as well as primary residence. And there was a divorce coming, so they figured, right. well, both houses are about equal. Right. Tell us that story. I think our, our listeners will find so that I'll try. I'll try to do it really quickly. So um, so you have, so the scenario really is if you have two people that each own a home when they get married and they choose to live in one home and retain the others a rental. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect okay. sense. You want to, the only real estate that people regret selling is every single one that they sold, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then things <clears throat> fall apart. So they've got it rented for a period of time. And then you have the general capital gains exclusion law, which is if you lived in a home as a primary residence for two of the last five years, you have a capital gains exclusion up to a certain amount. So they, they'd say, oh, I'm just going to move back into my old house. In 2008, during, we, it was the American Recovery Act. Housing Assistance Tax Act. Thank you very much. And so one of the, well, there was a lot of really great benefits, but one of the things that was part of that Tax Reform Act was the fact that if you've had a home for a certain period of time that's an investment property, that those years that it was an investment property, even though you've moved back into that home as a primary residence and you do have some capital gains exclusions, if you sell that property, there is a tax event mm. that's going to occur. So when you have someone who has equal-valued homes and they, everyone thinks that they're moving back into their primary residence and they're going to live there for two years, when that person who's departed the other house and moved back into his investment par- property, 
he actually is going to have a tax event that's going to occur based on when he obtained the home, mm -hmm. based on the number of years that he actually had the home as a rental, and also making sure that based on the number of years he's lived in the home to get his capital gains. So it's very layered. And so well, it's not a it's not a same same type of a situation. Yeah, and so if going into that uh, transaction, both parties would feel that it is the same, and so they both mm -hmm. go their separate ways. Mm -hmm. And you know, as would say, it's a it's a an amicable divorce, right? There's sure. no big deal. It's just there. Sure. Then a year or two later, the tax man comes, and boy, all hell breaks loose. Then, yeah. right? Suddenly, the emotions come back. The whole thing comes back. That's it can be tough yeah. tough on the tough on the family. Sure. It's great uh, information that you have provided us today and great things to think about, right? If you're yeah. not even thinking about going through a divorce, but it's, look, if you're married, you're you're in line for a potential divorce. <laughs> Anytime you're married. So you might as well know something about it. Sure. Lisa Fleck, you're a fantastic person to know. Give us your contact information in case anybody wants to reach you. Yeah, absolutely. So our office number is 775-688-9100. And if you want to email us, it's teamfleck at on the letter Q financial.com. Team Fleck at OnQFinancial.com. Very yep. nice. Jody Bruns has been with us today from the Divorce Lending Association. I'm glad you came to visit with us a little bit today, Jody. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, well, we always run out of time before we run out, of, run out of great things to talk about. Love to have you come back. In the meantime, what's the best way to reach you if somebody wants to get in contact? Um, if anybody has any questions, they can look us up on our website at DivorceLendingAssociation.com. Very nice. We've got all of your contact information yep. on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Dan Ryder has been with us as well today on our program. And Dan, I was visiting at RelocatingToReno.com and all your action on social media. I bet more and more people are discovering what a great place Reno is because of the work you do. I sure hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. And any final thoughts for our listeners if they're looking to buy or sell real estate at this time? Well, I do think in terms of the divorce, these guys brought up some great points. You know, I would talk to a real estate broker specifically to, to determine uh, value. Uh -huh. uh, often they'll use an appraisal, for example, which is very backward looking. It's just a snapshot in time. Yeah. And I, I, you brought the point up to say, well, by the time, for the time they start talking about the divorce versus when the divorce actually happens, often it's 10, 12, 14 months. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things change. So yeah. just take that into consideration as you're negotiating your way through that. Dan Ryder, you're a great resource for me and for our listeners. If somebody wants to reach you, what is the best way? 775-742-3376 or dan at nvhomeconnections.com. And your information's on our website, too. When people play back the podcast, Thank you, Peter. it's all there. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gent. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in as well. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.